welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Janita Stanton. We have Reginald Perriman, Shaka Williams. We are Tasari, and this is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. What are we talking about? You don't know. We're talking all things real estate. All things real estate. Nah, today we're going to be talking about these offers, right? Yes. Yeah, we're trying to get more people offers accepted. Mm -hmm. Like, people will call you and be like, well, why the seller didn't take my offer? Or you Mm -hmm. see a house, you had a house you made an offer on for $275 or something, Mm -hmm. and then you see when it closed, it closed at $269 or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and the buyer called back and be like, well, how that happened? I offer 280 mm-hmm. It's a lot more than just price that go Correct. into these offers. So we want to really educate people on the process and what, why so many people are winning bids and why so many people are actually losing out. For sure. And it's not always what you think. That's a really nice shirt, Reggie. Yep, it is. I like yep. it. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna be super dope when I lose a few more pounds <laughs> and you can see my muscles and stuff popping through the eyes. Gonna be working out with Elijah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to hear more about that two eighty and two sixty nine scenario. I was gonna say. Well, go ahead. Because what I was gonna go say ahead. was um, that's that's kind of give our opinion about what we think the most important items in a, uh, the first things that a, a listing agent or the buyer, I mean, a seller, seller will yep. look at when they see an offer. I, I think price is number one. Yeah, price. Well, it depends on the seller. Agreed. Because, like, I've seen a listing today, and I've had these where um, the house is listed, but the sale is contingent upon the seller finding another house. Got you. Most buyers aren't in a position to make an offer on their house because, mm-hmm. one, they don't know if the seller going to find something, and the buyer's under pressure because they have to move. So I don't want to make an offer waiting on you to find something, and vice versa. Some some sellers, um, some buyers are making offers subject to their home selling. So mm-hmm. in that case, you don't want to... If you can't afford to buy another house before you sell your house, you might want to wait till your house goes under contract because it's easier to say, hey, we're going to close on your house subject to ours closing, and you can actually sort a contract yeah. on your house. And that's still tough. But yep. I, still, I still think that the, the first thing that the seller looks at Right. Is the price. True. Yeah, I'm under not saying normal that, circumstances. Yeah, yeah. You right. know what I mean? The first thing that they look at is the price. Where would y'all say is second? So right after they look at price, they want to look at right. what? Financing. Terms. I agree. I would say, I would say financing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then So else? my financing. What type of financing? Financing so, meaning. <laughs> go ahead. So financing meaning FHA, VA, conventional, or cash. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what order do they want to see? Um, most sellers, and this is... This is where people get it mixed up. Mm-hmm. Most sellers want cash or conventional. Correct. Because of the the fact of repairs, mm-hmm. right? But here's the thing. Probably tip 90, number one. Yeah, you got to He's about one. to debunk a myth, y'all. Well, no, he's <laughs> about to give a tip. He's about to give <laughs> yeah. a tip. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. 99% or 95% of the buyers are going to have a private inspection, Right. Which one is more thorough, the private inspector or the FHA appraiser? The private inspector. So even if you do a conventional loan, this was for all my sellers out here and listing agents that tell your seller don't accept FHA because 
you're not going to get around the fact that there's going to be an inspection and potential repairs, mm -hmm. regardless of what type of deal. FHA loans can close just as quick as any conventional loans. Cash good, fine. Yep. So to me, the myth there that I was thinking about um, is that all FHA inspections are going to require some repairs that will need to be and made. And that's not the, yeah, that's not the case. It just, the, when your agent comes to the house, they know, like, well, not all agents, but most agents know FHA is probably going to write this up, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not, if your intention is not to fix those items, then yeah, you might want to just stay conventional or cash terms. So sellers look at those based on the property that they're selling. Yeah. So, so y'all yeah. both missed. I thought I thought y'all was about to say something different because right. on even with the FHA offer, right? The buyer can right. agree to pay for certain do the repairs. repairs. Yep. Yeah. So and FHA it's, don't care who do the repairs. Yeah. They just want them done. Yeah. So that's right? just as good. As, that's better than the conventional offer. With the uh, inspection. Right. True. Um, and so a point about that conventional offer with the inspection is, I guess your point is what, they can still ask for repairs. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But that appraiser can still request repairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing, too. Like, so if you got a buyer, well, put it like this. In some markets and some price point, FHA buyers are going to be somewhere between 60 and 70 percent of the buyers. Mm. Why would you not accept FHA and just let the Less buyer do the repairs? Because mm -hmm. if buyers are out here paying ten or fifteen thousand above asking price, don't you think they would pay you just the full price for the property and use that ten or fifteen towards the repairs? That you're gonna have anyway, yeah. right? So when we said number one was price, I really think number one is net to the seller. Mm. But they all determine it by price, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're going to net more. So I so I think number 1 should be net, but right. I think that number 1 because a lot of people don't have experienced agents to right. be able to break down what the, what the offer actually means. Right. I think the first thing they look at is how price. much Oh yeah, yeah, price. First thing right. doesn't mean that it's the best deal that you netted the most money. Mm -hmm. Right. But from the when the buyer is presenting an offer, the buyer's agent should also um, be having a conversation with the buyer about what that seller will net. Mm -hmm. So just when you're making this offer, understand the cash in the seller's pocket is this. So then if you do these things, this is how you get the seller to net more money in the end, right. which would could potentially get you your offer. So Janita, I know the house is listed for two eighty, but I want to offer two sixty. But I'm paying cash though. I don't care about your cash. Right, cash is <laughs> no longer king. Because that FHA right? buyer two eighty, I'm still making twenty thousand more. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what a lot of buyers say. Well, I'm paying cash. Yeah, or those buyers who think that no one else can pay two sixty cash. Right. That'd be like blowing my mind. Or I mean, <laughs> even if you can, I don't, even if you can pay two sixty cash, if I have a, if I can wait thirty to forty five days and get twenty thousand more dollars, I don't care about your okay. cash. Well, here's so the, I guess my point the, was like, the, if it's two eighty, and then uh, a buyer goes in and offers the seller what they want at two eighty cash, right? And mm -hmm. then there are people who are assuming. So people on the purchase end, there are some people that are assuming that it's only that they only have that ability. They're like the it's only not person five other people cash, that can right. offer two eighty cash. Like uh -huh. everybody else didn't just sell their house and get a, a lump sum of money too, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And get pull their money out of four hundred one k and got a lump sum PPP of money, money too. Like it's yeah. other people out here that got money just like you do. And mm -hmm. I think, like you said, people misunderstand. They think, oh, I got this money. Nobody else mm -hmm. got money like me. A lot of yeah. people had money right. the last couple of years, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. More people than ever, I feel like.
Yeah. So we said, so arguably number one is price. Yep. I think it's uh, number two is definitely terms because that's, that's the next thing they look right. at. Uh, what's number three? Number three, me personally, I think it's occupancy mm-hmm. because that go back with cash, right? Mm-hmm. Go with your if, if I offer a seller, so cash for a seller kind of guarantees the deal because it's not subject to appraisal. This is the price I'm paying. This is what you're going to get. So if the appraisal, there's no appraisal to come in lower, right? There's mm-hmm. no financing to go bad. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a seller and I also need to buy a house, I don't want to close in two weeks, mm-hmm. especially if you're not giving me occupancy. So mm-hmm. I, that might be too soon. I need you to take 30 to 45 days to close. So in terms of being next, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I'm not sure it's next, um, and I'm not sure that occupancy is is that's gonna be sometimes a scenario, but not all. Like you know, it's almost like what a fifty fifty or sixty forty. You right. know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't necessarily need the occupancy, so I think that the next thing would be your inspection. Mm. Yeah, are we that's no doing, inspection? Right? Are we doing an inspection? So mm-hmm. that inspection contingency, will you waive that contingency? Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. I, I say it's a toss-up between the inspection and the appraisal guarantee. People are mm-hmm. looking for it yeah. in this. We're talking about in this market. In this market, yeah. In this market, the, the, when they get their house on the, uh, put their house on the market uh, early. Right. And they're getting early offers. The first thing they're looking at, price, terms, all right, how much did they uh, uh, appraisal guarantee? Right. You know? So, so I'm you thinking said, my mind, so I'm going is, in order of the contract. So wait a minute. So <laughs> this is funny because we've all sold properties, mm-hmm. right? And and dealing with a lot of sellers, and in my situation, I would prefer occupancy. You would prefer the inspection time period, and you want the I appraisal prefer, guarantee. No, no, I don't. No, no, not, not me. Uh, well, I'm personally. saying we all said oh, a different as as order which one, based on which what one we think. think. So for buyers out there, y'all have to understand each seller is different. Mm-hmm. So we said the first two in order, we all agreed. But mm-hmm. once we got to the third one, we all had something different. Mm-hmm. And that's how the sellers are. True. For sure. Because it all means something different to each seller. Period. Things it's are different. Situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, situation. I literally got a question from a buyer today. And right. the question was, what does the seller actually want? And I'm like, well, it's listed for 179. So at the 179, it's some standard things that come along with that. And he's like, no, I mean, like, but what do they want? And I think (laughs) that he just didn't understand, not like in terms of price, but he, there are a lot of people who don't understand that we don't know these people individually. Mm -hmm. Like there are thousands of properties on the market for sale. Right. And each property is attached to different owners, different agents. And then the buyers that are coming in are different buyers, different agents. Right. And so you have all these like um mix of people variables. and so yeah, variables. Right. And so there's just no way to to know. So what we're doing is this conversation that we're having right now is we're trying to foresee right what will potentially be the best scenario for the seller of that particular property that that, that you fell in love with. So if a property is listed for 200, they need 30 days occupancy. And you come and ask me what the seller want. I'm going to say 230 days occupancy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I expect you to have an inspection. Mm-hmm. I expect, and if I got conventional FHA terms, FHA terms listed, that means I want one of those. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if if you're asking me what, do the, what does the seller want, that's what they want, what we put out there. 
Mm-hmm. So people are asking you that in most cases because they want to see if they can get something a little bit lower mm-hmm. or if there's more competition. Well, what does the seller want? Well, they got to offer at 205. Right. Will you go higher? So I'm going to say something, though. So I, I hear you. Right. Don't all the way agree. So I, yeah. I've had multiple um, where they where we're asking for conventional or cash. Right. Where I came in with my FHA buyer yep. with, with my uh, mandatory, cl- I mean, my FHA clause. And added the, um, the buyer to do the repairs. Yeah, the buyer yep. to do the repairs, where I still get that offer accepted. I do it all the you, time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, in that in that situation, they did ask for a conventional, but right. we, we there are ways to get your FHA offer accepted, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, but I do think financially, right. the, I mean, when you get to the net, is what you know. what I'm saying the yeah. net is what what it is they're looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But and even like that, what you just used as an example, I think that sometimes there may be agents misinforming um, their sellers. Like I called on a same thing um, and it was a convention, you know, cash, conventional terms only. And I talked to the agent. She's like, oh, yeah, I think that the um, semen outside isn't going to pass um, because it's on the city inspection report. There are a lot of times where the city, um, their focus like you know is exterior right and they want certain things done and it may not um be the standard for fha as far as it being a trip hazard right like a fha um appraiser or the appraiser coming out to inspect for the fha um health and safety uh guidelines right they may not even flag that right but the, you you got a house that's been sitting on the market for you know three four weeks and you you're not entertaining the FHA offers because you think that the FHA mm-hmm. appraiser is going to flag the the cement because mm-hmm. the set the city did because mm-hmm. that's an agent that don't understand or they had a seller that didn't understand they just wanted the listing so I never put I always put FHA but then I put repairs negotiable mm-hmm. right instead of just saying as is because. You might have a buyer to come in and say, I'll make this offer FHA. I'll do our repairs up to 2000 So anything above that, then either the seller has to do them or we kill the deal, mm-hmm. right? So you you know, like, again, you walk into a property, you can estimate what pairs, repairs yeah. mm-hmm. are going to be needed. You just may not know the cost. Or the difficulty so, level. Right. So the buyer may put a limit, a cap on what they're willing to spend towards repairs, too. But most buyers don't understand that, and some agents don't understand. A lot that. of agents don't understand. Yeah, that. that's crazy. So, so <clears throat> where were we at? We were at. We are price. We all agree on price. Terms. We all agree on terms, financing type. And then you said private inspection. I said occupancy, and you said appraisal guarantee. So what I is think that I guarantee? think those those are all. I just think the order. So I guess you're looking at order as far as what they really want. Right. And I'm looking at it in terms of how the purchase agreements are written. So you you <laughs> want to know why I didn't say appraisal guarantee? Because most of your sellers don't even know what appraisal guarantee mm-hmm. is until you present them with an offer with it. Mm-hmm. And the appraisal guarantee only matters if it doesn't appraise. It doesn't Look appraise. here. Let me but tell you something. But it does guarantee somewhat of a price. Correct. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. There have been so many people or properties over the last, what, 24 months. Right. Where you submit an offer. Yep. And the and it's a very good offer. Right. Mm-hmm. And the agent comes back and says, oh, my seller is looking for a full appraisal guarantee. And they don't accept the offer. Yep. Well, look. Well, if that's the case, Bruh. offer a full appraisal guarantee. 
but the buyer's taking a chance. So explain yeah. what an appraisal guarantee is. So appraisal guarantee is, <laughs> we're going to get some scenarios, because even when we yeah. explain it, they're still not going to get it. But our, our appraisal guarantee. <laughs> <So rude>. What? <laughs> what? He right. So, let, so it's a couple ways an appraisal guarantee is, right? Yes. So one is where you're putting a limit on it. The other is where you're just guaranteeing the gap, period. Mm-hmm. So the house is, the offer is 300000 Right. And you put a five thousand dollar appraisal guarantee in there. So if the house appraises for two ninety, you paying a five thousand dollar difference. So now you're paying two ninety five for the house. Mm-hmm. So, I want you to explain it. No, no, that's a, he just, so he just got it. So okay. in that situation, they had instead of getting three hundred thousand, they only getting two ninety five. Okay. People don't yep. understand that. You give it. there's one where there's no limit where you just say. I'm giving an appraisal guarantee up to three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So if it appraised for two ninety, the buyer has to come with that ten thousand. If it appraised for two seventy, you, you got to come with thirty thousand dollars. I never That's tell a buyer to not put that cap on there. Yes, because you can open yourself up. You can get a bogus appraisal, and that boy come in like you said two seventy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you got to come with thirty thousand yeah. plus your down payment, you about to lose plus your, your EMD. closing <laughs> costs. Plus, you agreed to do FHA repairs. Yeah. So you didn't sold your baby yeah. and everything. Forget yeah. that nursery. And home. that's why I'm wondering why would a person? I mean, some people can't do a full appraisal guarantee. I right. That's why you put a cap on it. Yes. No, and some and some people can do no appraisal guarantee. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, it's ridiculous to me that if you have no offers and right. your house has been on the market for several weeks. Mm-hmm. That we can't pay. We can get this over real quick. Right. The buyer pays the five fifty for the appraisal or whatever the cost. Yep. And it takes the appraiser on average about seven days to get a full report back. Sometimes appraisers are booked and they be a little right. more busy. But in general, we about seven, five, yeah. seven days. <laughs> we can know the answer to this question. Wait a minute. Back up. So you saying this wasn't a house that had multiple offers. Exactly. So your buyer wasn't competing against no. nobody. So they had the house listed, say, at 290 Your buyer offered 290 and they said they want an appraisal guarantee. Yes. So if you don't think it's going to appraise at 290 mm-hmm. why don't you list it at 290 Boom. But uh, that's the... Hold on. Question. No, well, well <laughs> right. here's the answer. The answer is a lot of... You have an inexperienced listing agent. Right. right? And they think that, well, I put this out here at this number. Uh, the market is crazy right now. Right. We're about to get a whole bunch of offers, and then they don't get that. Right. Right? So, um, so that's that's that situation. But what Janita was saying, if your, I mean, if, if your issue is that they wouldn't accept your offer, because we were just talking about this. Right. Uh, sellers are tough right now. Right. Just because their house been on the market for 30 days and they don't have an offer, if you come in there offering them something less than what it was that yeah. they expected to get, they're not accepting it. They're not serious about selling. No, I think they are. I just think that they feel like uh, they had they had expectations, maybe right. because they're yeah. This uh, wasn't selling. an offer listing, that, you know. Because they're they're the your, listing agent. The offer didn't, is meeting um, price and terms, so that's the conversation. If the buyer is meeting your prices and your terms, what's the problem? Your in your in your listing agreement, you didn't put we need you didn't put. And part of the time, yeah, you didn't go go guarantee. goes back right. to what I just was um, explaining with Reggie. Uh, you so Janita has a state. Uh, uh, um, st- she said buyers are liars. Right. Well, sellers are too. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they don't always put in uh, list that everything is, for what it is that they want. They want. Right. You get what I'm saying? That's They're, some old real estate jargon. That is not to be offensive. <laughs> well, if you if, if you want if you wanted two ninety five for the house listed at two ninety five, no. But li- if, but listen though, they right. they probably they probably want to. I've seen a lot of the off, uh, deals or listings where they um, asking two ninety. They have no. No way they did a CMA and right. came up with that 290 number. Right. They only doing that based off of the fact that they thought that their buyer had a nice house, but they didn't do uh, really good research. Right. You mean, and what I mean by that is you got to look at what else is on the market. Right. Um, compare in comparison to your list. Right. Here, here. You want to know the funny thing, though? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Like, let's say the house is 290. We all know it's overpriced. Mm-hmm. The comps say. 275, 280, like just in that range. If you would have listed that house at 270, 275, Multiple people would have bid on it guarantee. and, and that's what bid I was the house say next. Mm-hmm. Like, Because that's yes. the mindset of buyers right now. Mm-hmm. I never let, I always tell my sellers, look, I know you want this. We could try this and you can sit on the market for two or three weeks. Then we come back and do a price reduction. It hurts. Or we can list it here. It had an auction effect, and now all of a sudden, everybody bidding on it. When people see competition, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you want your house to be Jordans, or do you want your house to be a pair of zips? Pro right. wings. We, right. So, <laughs> you coming in, you create the auction effect. You want the line around the corner. You want the yeah. block looking like Walmart, and people come in there, and they're going That's crazy. That's another conversation for the um, buyer as well. Like, you know, there is a difference between winning the bid and getting your offer accepted. Right. Facts. Yeah. So with with buyers right now, we talked about, I want to talk about, go back to the occupancy part, Mm -hmm. right? Because most people don't understand Mm -hmm. that. Like a lot of sellers are in the same situation the buyers are in because they're trying to buy after they sell Mm -hmm. on the process. Mm -hmm. So I had one buyer, the seller accepted her offer, but countered back that they had to have 30 days. The buyer was like, no, I need immediate occupancy because I need to move by a certain date. So I explained to her, okay, right now, let's just use this month, for example. Let's just say March, right? So it's probably going to be sometime late April, early May before we close, and then you got 30 days after that, mm-hmm. right? So I'm telling her, like, look, you want immediate occupancy, but here's the reality. you already been looking for two months. If we kill this deal and we go back out in the market, it may take you two or three weeks to find another home. Now we back at that same time frame. And who's to say the next seller won't need 30 days? So you, you at this point in this market, it's best to get a seller some occupancy time if you can. But what I'm noticing some buyers are doing, they're even giving the first 30 days free, free and then they're give, they're paying for the other 30 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. So some that's another strategy. They don't yeah, be caring. 60 days. Yeah. Hey, whenever you get out of there, we'll come in, right? <laughs> <laughs> but make sure if you, have if, a you time frame on there. if you don't charge them, still make sure you have in your contract a security deposit for damage. Yeah, your yes. damage escrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's talk about that. So you, that's, we talked about netting. Right. So we're talking about how to get your offer accepted. Right. One way to get your offer accepted if somebody needs occupancy is to right. not charge because right. that yeah. is helping their net. 
their bottom line. Yep. Right. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so people, I mean, that's a, it's a lot of just like subtle things that it's crazy that like yeah, I want to hear some old, some old. Well, it ain't old, but right. it's, it's a strategy that I don't know if y'all have heard of. And it, it doesn't give that much on the net, but it gives something. So basically right. where they're paying the seller's closing costs, so like their um their transfer taxes. Yep. The state transfer yeah. tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not so here's the thing. When you not talked enough. about when nah, you said it, price like more. Yeah. We we agreed on price. I really would like to say net, net. Mm-hmm. but you'll be surprised how many sellers don't understand net the net. cost of selling the home. Mm-hmm. So they don't even look at net. Yes. So they'll just be they'll get to the closing table and be like, oh, and the agent don't either. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, why they don't understand. They haven't been educated by their agent. Yeah. Normally we give them a net sheet when we list the property mm-hmm. to good. say at this price, this ones. is what you'll get. But that state transfer tax. As a buyer, when you say I'll pay your state transfer tax, that might only be like another thousand mm-hmm. mm-hmm. dollars. But it, right? so, but it sounds good it goes, to the seller. Yeah, but it also, but it's, you're putting it on top of everything else. Like, look here, and it's some, it's, it's there's some things that are within a deal that won't, um, it'll move. Like if you if you put it in there, how am I trying to explain it? Move like, the needle. no, it'll move like the needle, it, yeah. it, no one can, um, no one can beat it. Basically, right. So like it's, there's something that you can do to the contract to where so that's like your escalation clauses, yeah. Or um, like if the if 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 the a certain percentage like three percent of the costs are paid for the seller something right. like that. Like there's um like no matter what you do once you add like your appraisal guarantees and your escalation yep. clause and then you pay a certain percentage of the concessions like there's like no beating that. Contract. Right. Whatever you can do to increase the seller's net. Yeah, it's right. giving you that <clears throat> extra advantage. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. the escalation clause we mentioned. So as the way the escalation clause works is I make an offer and I say I'm gonna pay a thousand dollars more than the highest offer, right? Up to up to some people originally they wasn't putting up to, mm-hmm. but that up to you need to have that mm-hmm. in there. Who was doing that? A and lot of you, people because they didn't know what surprised. they was doing. They didn't know how to. The first right. time until, I wrote an escalation clause, I was like, "Hold on, up to <laughs> right." <laughs> but <laughs> this can't just be open ended. If you write that, you need to get proof of the next highest offer because mm-hmm. people wasn't asking for that at first. Mm-hmm. So escalation clause is if I'm the buyer and I tell the seller or a listing agent I'm going to offer. 250 this is my offer price but I'm willing to beat the next highest offer by a thousand up to 230 so offer comes in at 254 I'm automatically paying 255 bam Reggie got the house hold on right? I got a question now I know go ahead no go ahead go, All ahead, right, go ahead so in the so uh, with the escalation right clause right you're still gonna need an appraisal guarantee yes not all the time. If it doesn't appraise. You not do. all the time. But right, you should me, have one. Right, so tell me why you say not all the time. It depends on what your initial offer price is. Because you don't know what the next highest offer going to be. Okay. Right? Because you don't know what you're guaranteeing yet. But I've seen people do that. This this is why we're mentioning all of these tactics. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in, my FHA offer. I'll assume the repair is up to $3,000. Mm-hmm. i am going to do an escalation clause, 1000 above up to 230, right? I'll give you 30 days free occupancy, 60 days total. When you start combining all of this, it makes your offer almost unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Until right? you don't a, until it doesn't appraise though. So yeah, when it don't but then appraise, if you got the appraisal guarantee, I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So now we got the appraisal guarantee. 
we come in. So now you're giving you're them in, everything. Now. Yeah, you solidified <laughs> your fort. You got every. You got all these soldiers working for you. Make sure your offer get accepted. But here's the problem because I do a lot of listings. Mm-hmm. Um, you start getting two and three offers with some of the same terms. Mm-hmm. I got two offers with a, with escalation clauses. Mm-hmm. One offer got a higher offer, but a three thousand dollar appraisal guarantee. One is about $5,000 less, but it got a $5,000 appraisal guarantee. What's the difference between the two? Hold on. Say the numbers again. So, so. you got one offer mm-hmm. that's probably like, say, two fifty-five with a $3,000 appraisal guarantee, mm-hmm. right? You got another offer. Let's say that one is um, two fifty with a $5,000 appraisal guarantee. Mm-hmm. How does how does the seller choose? You choose because three thousand is, is more. Because okay, so it's three thousand dollars more. Exactly. Right. No. Right. It's eight thousand dollars more. It's three thousand if they get if he does what you saying is. So they did an escalation that. No, that's no, an appraisal. He guarantee. didn't add an escalation in that one. Hold on, appraisal guarantee at so two fifty at three two. 250 with the 5,000 appraisal guarantee. Mm -hmm. So 250 is my basis. So if it appraised, you're getting 250. Right. The other one, 255 with a $3,000 appraisal guarantee. So 255 is my basis. So that's the higher offer. It kind of don't matter, right? Yes. Unless the house don't appraise. Don't appraise. That's right. when it start. But yeah. then you start And then if it don't appraise for a lot less, it really don't matter. It don't matter, right? Yeah. And then if you add in escalation clauses with that. So the reason I brought that up, you see how it kind of shook us up mm-hmm. for a minute? Mm-hmm. When all these buyers out here using all of these strategies or your offer don't have any of them, after you get like five or six offers on a house, they all start looking the same. Start doing all your needs. And then right. we present these to the seller, and they like, what the hell am I looking so when at? Because you got to go through each one, especially those where you have like the escalations plus the appraisal guarantees. And yep. like you said, you got two or three offers with a similar appraisal guarantee. Like, yeah, you got to pull those out of the <clears> pot. <throat> so we already know these other ones don't stand a chance. Right. So now we're going to pull these three out, and now we have to focus on what the actual net is. And right. then we also got to go back and run our comps. Right. What, what, what is the last house that sold that was comparable to this place? Right. So we kind of already know our price. I mean, how successful are we typically in pricing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then you can kind of make an educated determination on right. whatever it is you and your seller are discussing. Because those aren't really strong offers. But they could be, uh, you know, a $3,000 appraisal guarantee and a $5,000 appraisal guarantee. May not matter. Is, but, it, is, yeah, because I, I don't feel like that's a strong offer. Right. Right. Um, you know, that was, the reason I brought that The reason I brought it up is because that's what we get. Mm-hmm. And then when you present it to the seller, it confuses them. It so that's mm-hmm. why we mentioned net. Mm-hmm. So if more buyers understand your offer is being based on the actual net, not just the purchase mm-hmm. price. Then you'll mm-hmm. know how to use all of these other strategies yep. in the game. But And it's not for novice. Like, you definitely need a professional guiding the process. Like, you know, you want to understand how it's going to affect you financially. And even, like, when you start getting into the occupancy thing, mm-hmm. like, how is it going to make your life, you know, how is it going to challenge your life right. with certain things? Right. So you want to make sure you're, you know, being guided and mm-hmm. you, you know, have an understanding of what it is that you have agreed to. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I have a, we have both have a client right now that I have explained to appraisal guarantee who probably, it's, I mean, like, legit five or six times. And I, I had a conversation with the person and I just had to say, like, gently, you're not understanding it 
I mean, I'm not saying that you're not understanding to be insulting, but like, right. no, I really need you to understand what you have agreed to. So, and then she, you know, the the person kind of got offended a little bit, and I'm like, no, it's not for you to get offended. Like, no, we we need to come back. So, so pay attention so right. that when yeah. we get ready to close, it's not an issue. Yeah, here, here. like really, because it's it is some serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So here's another one I want to tell buyers. Y'all want to know what it is? What it is. <laughs> Fuck them appliances. Yes. Like, <laughs> I get so many people making offers, and they be like, well, if they don't include the appliances, I don't want it. I'm like, you want a house or you want a washer? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? You don't even have a house yet. Mm-hmm. The next house not even gonna have a washer and dryer in it. Look, so look, we I, didn't get I, there. I, I got. I'm. I'm a. I'm a the professional out here, and I still don't have my washer and dryer. I don't right. Even so care. people get caught up. <laughs> you gotta. Un, again, we gotta. I get underst- mine up with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all you, just have it. You understand the market we in, like. That's that's like being in the weeds of, of everything. You want to negotiate on these terms. For yeah. When you start adding appliances or just all that petty stuff, fighting over the microwave and mm-hmm. shit, you'd be like, "Come on!" Now. So those are things. So that's that's going to bring us to our next. So right. We so our so we say a, a price terms and then the other three. So we went like, we down to six. Right. Right. We, so we, we agree that those three are within the top private five. Private inspection does matter. Time mm-hmm. frame on a private inspection or no private inspection. Yes. For sure. Or some people would do a um information only inspection mm-hmm. where they're like, my offer is not contingent. That's I just want to make most... sure what I'm getting. And I hate those. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's stupid. Um and just by the house at that point. Um, well, it's really them just saying, I'm gonna get my cousin over there real quick or my dad yeah. to just make sure that I ain't make a bad decision. I've had real right. inspection reports come back after that. Like, okay, you said it was information only, so what are we talking about? <laughs> right. But so, I, I swear, um so I met my showing assistant over at a house earlier today. And when I got there What's the showing assistant? Um, someone who shows the property so I don't have to go. I can be working on their offers in the back room while um, they out wait in the field. So if I'm, Open the door. If I'm a buyer, wait, you that big? You got mm-hmm. people? She so, that big. So if I'm a buyer and I come to you and I want to see a house in Warren and then I want to see a house in Farmington and then I want to see a house in E-Course, mm. you mean you're not showing them all? No. You're going to have your showing assistant? Yes. And I'm also, I'm, not, I'm also not going to... Um, she got several. Can your showing assistant <laughs> hold like, on, hold on, hold answer on. questions? My no. Sh- no, hold on. They not. Let's start here. First all right. of all, my showing assistant is not going from town to town to town. In one time. In one day. Mm-hmm. Now, if they want to see this town... On this day and right. this town on this day, they can do that, but not in the same day. We're not driving but they for might three not hours. Be available tomorrow. They well, they'll get it the next day. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. So I hear what she's saying. I know. No, she's I mean, saying. yeah, you have it, to be they, smart they, about they, how you schedule. Yeah. Well, so typically you have conversations with the right. client about their schedule, and they most of the time the client also does not want to do that. They don't want to drive an hour between towns. To look at these places, but the market is the market is. I thought they was gonna ride with your showing assistant, right? (laughs) The the market is crazy to where sometimes that may happen, right? Um, And if the buyer is, if we know that the buyer is serious, then we can make accommodations, right? Right. Yeah. Um, So and then we have another. We have other showing assistants that we can give that one a break, and then that one can go. Mm -hmm. Another one can pick up and go somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. the reason I asked that the way I did is because. 
sometimes clients will come to us and then like if you be like my assistant gonna show the house and they're licensed mm-hmm. but they'll feel like you pushed them off of oh, somebody. No. Mm-hmm. no, it's because I'm showing you houses. This house just popped up this morning, mm-hmm. but already got appointments at four. Mm-hmm. But I want you to get into mm-hmm. this house at four. So it don't matter if it's me or somebody else on my team. I just want to get you in the house. And that's it right so it's there. Really a benefit. When I talk to clients, it's just, and if sellers, buyers, it's about having a team surrounding mm-hmm. you to make your life easier. Right. So if you understand that, you know, the people that you have chose to service you are creating a team to support you. Right. Then I think that that kind of makes them feel really good. Mm-hmm. All Especially right. when they see I mean, obviously, your your showing assistant or your team right. has to be an extension of you. So they want the same professionalism that they're going to get um, if you were opening the door, right? Right. Um, or, or showing the house. And then if you have a question, probably you don't want to ask the showing assistant. You might want to call your, uh, the your, actual your agent. agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like like being a surgeon. Like the well, surgeon they, don't these are agents, so don't, we're not sure. going to... Yeah. They are agents, they, they're but not, they probably... Not. If it's your your client, you want to make sure you're navigating. That's why I said call that. your agent, because mm-hmm. they're not their agent. They're just... They're, they're just your showing, showing assistant. Right. right. They're just showing the property. Um, so what happened was, I promise that this person was over there um, at the sh- like during the inspection during the showing window, right? I'm almost positive that was happening. Yep, it happens, and it it I was just like, it's a great way to go ahead and get rid of that inspection contingency. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and just get the inspector over there, like because a lot of times people know from the pictures in some scenarios because there is some really good filter jobs out here these right. days. Super. But don't go off of photos ever. A lot of times they know already that they love that house and then they right. go stand inside of it. And they these people are getting on the phones with their inspectors like, meet me over here because right. it's the one and I got to put us in the offer in two hours. Yeah. So let's talk. So inspection period. The reason that's important is because like, let's say you make an, you make an offer subject to inspection. Your inspection is within three days. Yours is within 10 days. As the seller, I have to technically take my house out of the running off off the market for 10 whole days versus three days. So most sellers are more comfortable with a shorter inspection period. The issue is not all inspectors are available within that time frame. Mm-hmm. So what buyers are doing is they they schedule their inspection and then they'll say, like, say highest and best is due by Monday. Mm-hmm. They'll schedule their inspection for Wednesday. And if they don't get their offer accepted, they'll just cancel their inspection. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that gives them enough time to kind of vet some inspectors, ask around and stuff like that. But this way they can have that short time frame. But remember, they're not necessarily taking it off the off, off the market, though. They're making it, they're yeah, marketing uh, contingent, backup which offer. makes it less attractive to some people because they're like, I'm not about to get in a bid. And, or, right. It's not really mine. It's somebody else's. I only get it if they lose it. Right. right. But it's still... Still, it's still some notice for the seller. It's still a disadvantage mm-hmm. to wait ten days Facts. versus three days. Yeah, because now you're saying I have to wait for ten days before I know if we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. 
when we were supposed to close in 30 days. Right. You see what I'm saying? You already ate mm-hmm. up a third of that time. So shorter inspection periods is definitely, uh, so I feel like that's one of the top five, though. Yeah, yeah. that you know shorter, I mean? shorter or removing the contingency altogether, if you yeah. can. Because mm-hmm. some people do walk into houses and they feel comfortable. And some people understand that the private inspector can't go inside walls. <clears throat> right. They can't go in ceilings unless it's a drop ceiling, of course. Like, they're not in the house, like, demoing walls to see what's happening. They're not living in there. You got to live in the house. Dean had a situation where he was talking about his uh, inspector came in there and did a bad job. (laughs) (laughs) And you kept trying to say, no, you can't. No, no, he had a whack-ass inspector. No, I don't agree. I don't agree. But, uh... All right, but so what's what's another thing that can um, help you get an offer? So we talked about occupancy, uh, escalation clauses, appraisal guarantees. We talked about paying the closing costs for a seller. Don't do them love letters. Oh, my God. No, actually, that worked worked, worked twice. They worked, worked, but they can also (laughs) work against you. I I get it. Because depending on how you... I'm going to tell you this. If you do a love letter... Like some agents don't like presenting them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just some being agents honest. put right in the listing, no letters to the and seller. And what I mean, love letter is, um, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we really love your home, and we have two kids, and then they have a picture of their family on there. Mm-hmm. Dog. And yeah, mm-hmm. we love your home, and we want to send our kids to whatever the school is, and we knew you raised your family here and all that. And the seller goes, "Oh, I really like y'all, but you ten thousand under." For it sure. don't matter. But <laughs> the reason I say you can write them because sometimes they do work. They do I work. agree. For a fact. But the way you describe yourself in the letter and depending on who the seller mm-hmm. is, it can be like the simplest they shit. They may not like, want no dogs here in like, their house up. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, just plan, keep going. <laughs> it, but it do be like simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we moved here after I graduated from Ohio State. Be like, mm, oh, Ohio it. State. <laughs> you know Absolutely what I'm saying? The seller, like, no. Nah. Like, you know, but you laughing, but that's a real thing. Correct. So it people is. have whatever their preference is because we've seen sellers pick buyers mm-hmm. because they have something in common. And the love letter sometimes will present that something in common, mm-hmm. but it can also present something that the sellers just be like, Whole rivalry. Ah. It's just like, yeah, so, my, like look, nah. my sons went to uh, Detroit Catholic Central, so like, do not give them anything or any Brother Rice parent. Right. They probably like, bruh, you got all well, blue in well, your house. Well, you probably <laughs> ain't going to say that. You're probably not going to say that because you're trying to go in the school district that you're there. But yeah, here's the thing. private school. Yeah, that's my point. So if, he's, if you're telling them that you buying this house for your kids to go to this school, it's going to be in the school district that you're, uh, that you're buying in. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but listen, so, this is, so, so uh, those are private schools. You have to pay to go there. So you're not moving to an area to go to that school. So if you want to, so you got people that's in Oak Park or, or uh, certain areas that want to go to Ferndale schools or right. Birmingham schools or you know, they're in Oak Park or in Southfield. So you're going to, you may say that there. Right, that's not going to work for a Catholic school. So or a what I'm, what I, my point was to Reggie's point, which was like it could be a negative appeal, like he mentioned sure. Ohio State. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You could not be in the area, and somebody can go to a rival. It was it was just I got to play off of the rival. I, yeah, okay. it can it can work for you and against you. <laughs> my advice is don't send it unless when you were at the showing, if the seller was there 
and you heard some little nuances. Exactly. That's so, that may so, give you so an listen, advantage. I don't agree with with y'all. So I've had two offers accept Alan. Uh, well, Me too. Uh, I, I had people who accepted uh, offers based on that alone. And if and if that's all you have, so if you're a buyer out here and you in the fight, yeah, dog, you, we just said. Uh, Give them everything you got. And if, if yep. you gave everything you had and the last thing you had was a letter, right. send the letter. But I've had... So, hold on. I think that in the letter situation, it's exactly what... Like, I, I do think that it could be negative. I've had several offers accepted or on both sides, whether I was representing the seller or the buyer because of a situation. Right. However, when I did one for my last person I did it for, which was that doggone cat. Yep. I didn't make a. I didn't have her write out a whole letter. Right. But in that other terms and agreement or whatever right. it was, buyer um, will take on the responsibility uh, for caring sellers. for the cat in the yard. Yeah. Because they knew that that cat was important to the seller. Right. But that's why I said you gotta. If you can find out information that connects the buyer with the seller, fine. But it doesn't always work. No. I'm not, I, how many sellers have that. you had? And the buyers present an offer, and then they'd be like, it, do you know if this is a family or couple? And you'd be like, I don't even know the buyer. I'm just a listing agent, mm -hmm. right? And they ask that because when they're asking that, they want to see another family raise their children and grow up there like mm -hmm. they did. Mm -hmm. So if a letter is coming from a family, it may work. Yes. But it don't happen all the time. I've had one seller. We got a letter in. The lady... The lady Offered two fifty, um, the house was listed for two fifty five, and he was like, he looked at the letter, and she was just saying all oh, how much she loved the house and all of that, and he was like, he was like, man, you know, if circumstances was different, I'd probably let her have it for two fifty, and as he was reading the letter, and he was like, well, she really loved it, tell her give me two fifty five, like that's. So every seller is different. Cool, yeah, though. That but that's cool. So so but, all she had to do was come up $5,000, and that happened because of that letter. But if she hadn't sent that letter, yeah. then he may not have, she wouldn't have got right. the offer. But I've, we've had it the other way, where the sellers just said they didn't even know. They seen people coming through the house, and they couldn't remember. Because when you send an offer, you mm -hmm. don't see the people. Yeah, not always. So you don't, mm -hmm. like, if you come through... I may or may not ask your name mm -hmm. as the seller, and mm -hmm. I may or may not remember it. I may remember your agent because they left a card, maybe left a card with their face. But then when I get the offers, I don't know who is who. I'm looking strictly at the numbers. Mm -hmm. When you send that letter, then the seller be like, oh, this is that couple I really didn't like because they said they didn't like me. <laughs> no, for real, this is I mean, real you, life. You can't help they every said, situation. That happened with but one they of my said, sellers. I, she was like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't like lady. them because they kept saying they don't like my <laughs> she basement. Like, she was mm -hmm. out there standing, right. there, standing there talking to them because she was moving because of the neighbors. She was out there cohorting with them neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, so hold on. <laughs> listen to what y'all saying. Two different things. Right. Y'all saying I it doesn't always happen. I, I, it doesn't always work. It it's like a 50-50 shot. It doesn't always work. Right. However, right. if you're a buyer in this market right now, right. and you don't have $30,000 to offer a $30,000 appraisal guarantee, right. and all you have is a letter, and if you can find something once you did that walkthrough, if, especially if it's a family that's still in the house. Right. Because we're talking about most of the time this only works when there's somebody that's normally still in the house. Right. But, but whatever, whatever the circumstance is, if this is all you got, 
Yeah. Shoot your shot. Yeah. I, you know what I'm, I'm saying? saying? I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't always work sure. the way you plan it. But out. And it, so could, be careful. it could be the thing that sets your off. So if they got several offers, the top two was yours and another one that were very similar. It could help make, you know, uh, break the tie. That's well. possible. Shoot yeah. your shot. So, anyways, you got, um, you got the bullets. Uh, don't leave any bullets in the chamber. Keep pointing, Shaka, for getting these offers accepted. Come on, we about to wrap it up. I think I think we, we got. I think we just argued One more about time. the last uh, thing. Run through. Yeah, get with somebody do that's gonna help you negotiate you the right terms that you can afford, <laughs> and don't have a fear of missing out. Like, oh, I gotta hide this house, and you overpay, and you regret it. Because Nar had a stat. But that's not helping you get the offer accepted, though. But I'm just saying, (laughs) Nar had a stat. Like, most of the people that brought their homes in 2020 or something, they were, like, they were dissatisfied with their purchase. Look, come with your strongest offer first. Right. Don't play. Yeah, so if you, whatever your whatever whatever amount of money that you have to offer, right. don't don't try to get the deal. Don't try to save the ten thousand dollars because it may end up costing you more than that, depending on your situation yeah. in, the, in the in the long run. You know, shoot your best shot the first time. Yep. All right, always present the offer that if it doesn't get accepted, you're not gonna lose any sleep over it, and that is a wrap. Oh.